You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hi, babes, and welcome to the second to last episode of the six-part series of Christy Unedited, the podcast. I hope that you have been able to get to know me on a very personal level throughout the course of this week. It has been such a roller coaster of insights and emotions, and I have actually, I think I've enjoyed being the one in the hot seat, but I'm not going to lie, I do prefer to be the one that asks questions. So (laughs) you can definitely guarantee that Christy Unedited is still going to have so many incredible guests this year, and I cannot wait to share some of the guest episodes that are coming your way. Anyway, let's dive into some context of this episode. So Firstly, I had the most amazing Ashley interview me on the topic of entrepreneurship for this episode. Um, Ashley and I first met when I was working at Sephora and I was facilitating an induction for a new store opening that she was a part of. And I feel so blessed to know Ash for so many different reasons. I remember when I first connected with her in training, she had this incredible positive presence. It was so magnetic and And she also, her commitment to learning and, you know, exploring new concepts and ideas, like she just has this incredible energy about her. And I have been so lucky to not only see Ash's growth through um, not only her career, but I've also had the pleasure of working with her in a number of different ways. And she has been through some challenging times. And I think that, I hope that, Ash, you don't mind me sharing that, but um, I know that um, there's been a few changes within her career. And I feel so lucky to even have been present to witnessing that growth because she has never given up from my perspective. And that to me, babes, is resilience. And so I actually couldn't think of having this conversation on business and entrepreneurship with anyone else but Ash because I know Ash that you resonate with me on so many different levels because Ash has seen me what she thought was probably at my best which was actually at my worst and I unpack all facets of my career in this episode with her so I just wanted to take a moment to thank Ash for not only curating these amazing questions but also um, giving me giving me the opportunity to share my entrepreneurial story with everyone. Now, just a little heads up before you start this episode, I have had to re-record some of my parts of this episode. Ash is based in Newcastle, whereas I'm on the Gold Coast, and our connection that day was extremely challenging, and I didn't realize until towards the end of the episode 
gosh, the week I recorded these episodes was very up and down, as you probably found. Um, however, um, I have made this work, so there's only a few pieces throughout this episode where it is a little bit echoey. The only thing that you're going to probably notice is that there'll be changes in audio quality between Ash and I. But other than that, this episode is ready for your consumption, so I hope that you enjoy it. Alrighty, Christy. So my first question for you is I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your career journey before your business. Oh my goodness, babes. I'm like now thinking, okay, where should I begin? I think I'm going to take you right back to the beginning because there has been so many different roles and jobs and titles that I've embarked on. But the beautiful thing is that every single one has built upon the last and they've contributed to the place that I'm at today. And that's the really cool thing about our careers is that Every single um, position that we're in, we're learning something new if we're open to learn something new. Like, that's really what it comes down to. So let me take you right back. So my very first job was selling Avon Cosmetics, and I was 14. And I was ballsy back then, because I used to go and door knock. And 14, like, well, they, that was in Christchurch, and that was back in the day in the 90s, so it was probably legal then. <laughs> but that was, like, where my first... Um, taste of sales and entrepreneurial spirit kind of it sparked like an interest in me and I don't know how long I did that for but I remember um, that my next job after that was at 15 when I joined the Just Group and I started working at a Just Jeans store and I absolutely loved selling jeans I'm not gonna lie I was like a Levi's specialist and that was something that I totally relished in and I was in a casual type role until I had finished up school and then I went to manage my first store, which was a JJ's store when I was 17. And I remember thinking at the time, and I even remember like talking to mum about this too, I just didn't feel like I was ready. I said to mum, I was like, I'm only 17. Like, how can I be a store manager? And she was like, they wouldn't have asked you, Christy, if you weren't capable of doing that. And that was something that was quite reoccurring for me throughout my career. I almost didn't feel like I was ever ready for something, but I think that creates like a humbleness to your nature and so I stayed with the Just Group for up to nine years I think it was and I worked with them in both New Zealand and then when I um, came over to Australia and I loved working in fashion but my mum had always worked in beauty and she's worked in a pharmacy environment. And I'll never forget, I was around about 22 and I rung her up one day as I was managing a JJ store, actually JJ's Pacific Fair, <laughs> for anybody listening that knows that store. And um, I was like, I think I want to sell lipstick and powder. Like they were literally my words, babe. And she was like, are you crazy? Like she thought I was like, seriously on a different planet because she was like you don't want to get into the beauty industry and I was like no but I do and I think I had this fascination at the time of how your appearance on the outside could impact your self-esteem and your self-confidence but I wasn't really at a place where I could pinpoint your inner world and outer world, how important both of them are. I was just looking at the um, glamour and the beauty and like how you could look from the outside, right? Because it was, I was still kind of young. <laughs> 
And then I actually went and um, I was lucky enough to join the clinic brand and I started working for Estee Lauder Companies and I went to manage um, one of their flagship counters in Queensland and I was in that role for a couple of years and you so you can kind of start to see a trend here. There were lots of sales roles and managing roles and they gave me the opportunity to flourish in a leadership capacity because that's something that I've always like relished in is that natural born teacher, um, somebody that in Hearts knowledge and likes to lead a team to success. And I was 24 when I was asked to apply for the state education manager's role for clinic in Queensland. And again, I kind of come to this place where I was like, oh my God, I'm so young. Am I going to be able to be capable of doing this? And um, lo and behold, I was successful. And that was when I was in that role um, up until... I was around about 30, I think. So it was around six or seven years. Um, I learned so much about how to show up and... um and lead myself and also lead others. Um, That role gave me the framework of every other um, opportunity that was presented to me that followed because I moved into learning and development, which I also call adult education. I use those terms interchangeably. And essentially what I was doing is not just creating curriculum um, to facilitate to people in our state, but what I was, I was learning how to be a great adult educator. I was learning how to be a leader within a leadership team. And I was also fine tuning my facilitation skills because you have to be a great speaker, a great communicator, and you cannot be afraid to like facilitate to large audiences for long periods of time. So what I loved so much about that role is it gave me this like really strong foundation as to who I am today. And the leader I had was, um, she was quite, I suppose, what's the best words to use? She liked things a certain way. And so what that meant is I really fine-tuned my craft. But the one thing that did happen to me in that role is that I became a shell of a human. I was expected to do things a certain way and I felt like I'd lost a little bit of my cagey spirit. And you will be able to resonate with this, Ash, is I had lost my disruptive spirit. And disruptive spirit, it is one of the um, values at Sephora where Ash and I first met. And that is when I decided I needed a complete sea change. And so I moved to Melbourne and I started um, with Sephora. And that was in their first year of opening in Australia. And so I actually went back into a sales role. I went to open and manage the first Sephora store in um, Melbourne and that role I was in for less than a year and that was purely because of the fact that that role is the most challenging role I have ever been in my life. Every single performance management issue slash people management skill slash um, like literally managing and leading to a team to like world-breaking sales happened when I was in that role and um, I learned a lot about myself throughout that time of probably more who I didn't want to be because it was just such an emotionally challenging role. 
And then, um, because I was like literally on the verge of a meltdown, I then moved to Sydney because I thought that um, Sydney may hold all the answers to the life I was seeking. And I also went back into education because I missed it so much. And I went and joined the education team in head office for Sephora. And um, at one stage in that role, I was looking after all of Australia on my own and again like it was just another great growth opportunity I only spent I think it was just over three years at Sephora um, maybe almost four but I learned way more in my time with that company than any other um, job or position that I've ever been other than running my business because um, when you are a new business in a new country um, especially the business that I was in it was run almost like a startup and so that really was the springboard to my entrepreneurial spirit you could say so it sounds like a lot but every single um, role and experience that I was um that was presented to me, like literally had a place and it's such a big part of my story. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is amazing. Um, it really shows that you have done so much with your life as well too, and really taken those skills in, um, which has developed you to where you are now. I guess that kind of flows into my next question is, you know, what made you do the leap to, um, you know, from a really great role to a great company to really starting your own business, which is a little bit different to what you have been doing in your career as well. So what made you do the leap, Christy? <laughs> well, I'd love to say that I'd always dreamed of starting a business, but I actually hadn't. At the time, my decisions that I were making was purely based on necessity. And the reason why is because I had been chasing a never-ending to-do list and <laughs> I had been in a role that had provided me so much growth and expansion but in such a short period of time that I was really mentally drained and challenged. I had adrenal fatigue. I was in a city that um, my support network was really limited. Um, I was lacking fulfillment in my life and I couldn't actually see the light at the end of the tunnel, if I'm really honest. And you know, sometimes our lives look really good on paper. Like I had this incredible um, role that I was able to travel around the world with. I was working with over 150 beauty brands that were just totally epic. I was living in Sydney. Like I was, I had the designer clothes and I had the six figure salary and all the things that we aspire to. But I kept coming to this place in my life, which is, is this it? And I've talked about that a lot on my entrepreneurial journey because I think we're given these opportunities to course correct. And unfortunately, I hadn't listened. But I also needed to gain experience um, before jumping into like starting my own business, which I think if I wasn't at Sephora and went through all of that evolution with them, I wouldn't have the um, resilience that I do today. And so they're like... I pretty much was like, right, I need to do something about this. And I think that turning point for me was the day that I was offered a 
salary increase, a job promotion. And at the same time, I was like at one of those sliding doors moments where I was like, this, my life is going to go one way or the other. Am I ready to actually tune into what I want and need? Because I didn't even know then, babe, like what I wanted and needed. Like all I was doing was doing what I thought I should be doing, which is another little theme that's showed up in my life. And so the thing that I had been doing though, that I think was really smart and strategic is because I did lack uh, fulfillment in the role, um, purely because I was interested in so many different things. And um, I got to a place where I wanted to explore all these different elements in my life. So while I was um, working in my corporate career, I also had been studying in the background because I was trying to like find what's my thing, right? And um, I studied fitness. Um, I also studied, because I thought I wanted to be a personal trainer. I studied nutrition because I thought maybe I could be like a dietitian or a nutrition coach. Um, and I then started studying life coaching towards the end of my time in that role because I was like, I naturally love imparting knowledge and I also love teaching. And I was like, maybe I could look at creating a business where I become a coach. And that really was kind of like a massive turning point for me because in the coaching certification that I did, they also give you the tools to start a business or know where to start. And so as my time at Sephora was coming to an end or I could feel it internally, I hadn't made any decisions at that time, but I knew things had to change in my life because obviously my health had been impacted. I was like lacking friends and a social life outside of work. Um, Sydney didn't feel like home. I missed the ocean. And so what I pretty much decided to do that day, I got that phone call about the job promotion and the raise as the day that I quit my job. And that's when I started making plans to move back to the Gold Coast where I had support network. Um, It was a cheaper cost of living, which would allow me to start a business which I did completely the wrong way for anybody listening. I had no savings and capital behind me at all, but it was out of necessity, as I said at the beginning. So I was kind of something that I had to do. But like all great stories, it kind of worked out, which was awesome. Look, what I do today is very different than when I started my business back in October 2018. Uh, but that's a beautiful thing about becoming an entrepreneur or starting a business is that you can grow and evolve with it. And if something doesn't work, you can change it. And guess what, babes? I just haven't looked back. Oh my gosh. I love that. That was like, yeah, my next question is, um, yeah, like, did you have a business plan or funds behind you? Um, but I guess sometimes you just got to go out there and give it a try eh? and take everything you've got. And if you've got a passion and a will, I feel like sometimes that can take over then planning everything and taking the time because it's never going to be the right time. Sometimes you just got to jump out there. So I think that's great that you just gave it a go and like, look at you now. So you should be really proud of yourself because that's an amazing journey. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Look, to be honest, I don't 
think like life is linear. I think we expect it to look linear. Like I know that I've put some really high expectations on myself throughout my life. And um, we're actually recording this at a really pivotal time because I'm like now, as we're edging towards the end of the year, I'm looking at, okay, well, what comes next? Because we learned so much in 2020. I'm sure whether you own a business or whether you have a career or maybe you lost your job in this year too. Like we've all experienced some form of change. And so now I'm looking towards the future um, as we tend to do and going, okay, well, what's coming next for me? And that's the thing about life is that we are always thrown opportunities and curveballs. And I don't know about you, Ash, but I have always been one that doesn't like to be compartmentalized. I'm in a place right now where I've tried so much this year in my business of what works, what doesn't, what I love, what I don't love, what I thought I loved has changed. And that's the magical thing about anything in life is you have the power to change your mind. But the biggest thing that I've uncovered is that I'm multi-passionate and it's okay to want to explore anything and everything because what is life if you can't stay curious? Well, I think that's so amazing. Like with your business, you know, you can like pivot and change and, and utilize those skills that you have, you know, learned along the way in your career journey, which I think is amazing. Like I've only known you since Sephora, but just seeing you, you have dived into so many different things. And it's amazing. Like if that makes you happy and fulfills you, like keep doing it, keep trialing different things out. And, you know, we only live once, so we might as well give it all a go and pick it up. <laughs> I love it. YOLO, babe, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, actually, well, what's one of your biggest highlights that um, you would say since owning your business? What is something that you're like, oh my God, wow, I did that? Because um, I'm sure there's probably quite a few things that you've had happen to you since owning your business. You know what, babes, I think it would be, have to be the beginning of 2020 because uh, prior to that, 2019 was the shittiest year for so many different reasons. I had had so many challenges presented to me. I think I was telling everyone I had this business, but I was like building the foundation of it, but I was kind of half in and half out. And there was some contributing factors for that. I was still, I still needed regular income. Like I wanted to have control over my financial capabilities. And so um, at the beginning of the year, I was working in a global retail education manager's role in the beauty industry, which was meant to be part-time, giving me time to split between that and working in my business. But like everything, you get pulled in one direction more than the other. And so, yeah, I was working on my business, but it was very half-assed. I decided to end that to actually give myself some time in my business. And then I started contracting in still under my company but for another beauty brand so in both of those roles I was still kind of in Sephora because I was working in beauty and like so 2019 really for me was a write-off with any type of revenue that I was generating through my business like sure I made some money but it was nothing to brag about and at the beginning of 2020 um, I had ended the contract work that I was doing towing the back end of 2019 and I was like if now is the time I'm going to 
do it. It's now and I'm going to give it everything that I've got. And I decided to change my business model because what I was working with the previous year wasn't sustainable. I had let now let go of all of these other roles and my ties to the beauty industry, because remember there's comfort there because I know what I'm doing. It's so easy to go back to as well. Every time things get hard, side note, I'm always like, maybe I should get a job in the beauty industry, right? Because it would sound easy. That would be so much easier, but it wouldn't give me the same amount of joy as what I do today. And that is when I decided to go all in and everything changed after that. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. Cause I feel like, yeah, you would probably say with a business, it'd be a bit of a roller coaster where the high is good. And it's sometimes like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? But that's amazing that you really took that, especially 2020 being a bit of a tough year as well. Um, that's amazing that you just ran with it. And um, like, for example, own your magic. as well. Was like, I was lucky enough to be able to do all of yours. I loved it. It came at the perfect time. You were on trend with everything. And I know me and a couple of the girls that did that course absolutely love it and saw some really great results. Um, and that's fantastic. So I can't wait to see many more amazing courses to do with Christy Gray. Um, I guess maybe my final um, question would be, where do you see Christy Gray business in five years? Oh, gosh, Ash, what a good question. And you are hitting me in the feels right now with that one because I have been going through it, especially over the last week too. If you had asked me this question at any other time, my answer could have been quite different. But yeah, my vision and my mission um, in business has changed so much because I think that's the beautiful thing when you have your own business. It is a constant state of evolution that you're in, um, provided you're open to the evolution that comes with it. And I've learned so much about myself throughout this journey, as you probably guessed throughout this episode. But in the next five years, I see, in the beginning, actually, I had really wanted to disrupt the personal development industry and um, create like a practitioner certification within life strategy. And who knows? I don't want to say never say never. But this year, I decided to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what stuck. And that include like launching a membership and programs and um, working with clients one-on-one. I grew the astrology part to my business. Um, but there's definitely been some inner turmoil of what that actually looks like moving forward. And I'm really excited because I'm about to have a holiday. And I know that that's just going to give me the opportunity to seek some clarity and perspective. So I don't know if my answer is going to be too specific here, but hopefully I can give you some insights as to kind of what I'm thinking moving forward. So what I can tell you is I immensely value working with clients in a one-to-one capacity. Like connection is something that I value and I have to say, I get to work with the most amazing babes in the entire world, but I also am very aware that there's only one of me. And so what I was trying to do this year is look at ways where I could work with more than one person um, so that I could spread more of my time and energy. But the one-to-one is like something that is just so magical. And so I always see myself doing that in some capacity. I think there's going to be this opportunity for my service 
services to change. Um, I need to keep leaning into astrology because that's something that I have had to accept as a big part of what I do now because it's a massive piece of market share in my business. Um, but also like I see my, um, what I offer clients being able to grow and expand what I offer, um, and being able to work with more clients in different ways. Stay tuned for that. But I also absolutely still love and and obsessed with the wellness industry, the beauty industry. And so I have a bit of a passion project in the back of my mind um, that I would love to start an e-commerce brand, something that I'm not front and center in because the amount of energy that I pour into the KG brand, I wouldn't be able to do at the same level in um, this brand that I have in mind, but I would still be the person behind the scenes orchestrating what I'm creating. But what it would be is I have a, without giving too much away either, is I have a short-term vision for it and a long-term vision. And um, it would be a product that would greatly enhance your life, but also it would be a hub of information that would help you to elevate, balance, um, and add value to your life, especially when it comes to your health and well-being lifestyle. And so I almost see um, myself not just focusing on one brand now, I see myself really stepping into that entrepreneurial spirit again and trying a few things in different arenas. But I don't want to say this is exactly where I see myself in five years time because I love finding the magic in the gray and the universe always says, and can I just share this with you quickly, is the universe always says, yes, not right now, or I have something better in store for you. And I'm leaning towards the third. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. That is a lot, but that's also exciting as well too. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes you just never know what five years could bring as well. Um, But that's amazing. Now, I feel like whatever is destined your way, good things are only going to come your way, Christy, because you you shower so much positivity and love. And I hope the world also brings that amazing positivity and love back to you in your personal and life as well. Oh my goodness. Can you interview me on the podcast every single day? I feel like I'm getting my ego stroked right now. Oh my gosh. I would love to. This is amazing. I love it. (laughs) You know what though? If there's anything that I've learned is fulfillment is so important when it comes to finding a career that brings you immense joy. And I think sometimes we have an idea of what our career looks like because a lot of us have um, a job title attached to our ego or identity. I know that I did for a really long time, but you could work at a gas station or a non-for-profit or manage a department store or work at Sephora, right? There's so many different um, roles out there, like there's hundreds of thousands of different jobs. And you may find fulfillment in that job as long as that's aligned to you and your values and your beliefs. But I think a lot of us, what we don't do 
is create space and lean into what exactly we want because that's the hard part, right? It's like when you peel back the layers of like, what's my purpose or what am I passionate about? I have a few clients that I work with and they're like, they don't even know what hobbies they may have or what brings them joy when it comes to creativity because they've never given themselves the opportunity to lean into that. But when you create space, you are normally rewarded with light bulb moments, um, finding things in your life that spark joy, and then there needs to be an openness for change because change is what's the scary thing, right? And I think for a long time, I was really hung up on what I thought my life should look like um, and what my career should look like, and I wanted to look a certain way from the outside. I was doing what I thought I should be doing, Um, but I've realized that um, when I actually created space and leaned in is that's when I was able to start to identify, okay, what are the unique talents and capabilities that I have and what does actually light me up? And so there's the, I've had to be open to not only change, but the evolution that comes with that, because it's so easy to get stuck and you just have to keep looking and leaning into the joy. Because can I tell you, Ash, a statistic is that 90% of startups or businesses will fail um, in their first 10 years. Like that's a massive number. But it's because it's not a walk in the park. And so I think a lot of people um, may be coming up to the sweet spot and they haven't given enough time to stick it out. You know, whatever the reason may be, it might not be a clear enough vision, mission, um, financial stability. You know, there's so many different layers to that. So I think it's really important that you align your career with the lifestyle that you're seeking. I always um, am go, 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 go. I love the freedom to pursue my goals and make decisions. And so for me, being in business makes sense. So I hope all of that, did that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. I think I think sometimes people are like, I want to have business because of this and this, what it can give to me. But sometimes you really got to realize you do have to put the work in there, um, you know, to be able to make it up and running. It's not like you would get up and go to your nine to five, clock in and clock out, and then be able to go home at your time that you need to. Sometimes you just never switch off as well too. Yeah, like I'm sure you see this with your partner because your partner owns a business. But like if I wanted an easy life, I would go back to the corporate world. Like I would know what my hours are. Sure, you have expectations outside of those working hours, but you know, I'm sitting at a desk from nine to five or whatever the hours are. I know what my salary is that's coming in on a weekly basis or monthly or however you get paid. And um, I could like have things a little bit easier, but like, I don't want an easy life. I love the challenge that comes with having a business. It's been the most fulfilling role that I've ever had in my life. And I've learned so much about myself throughout this entire process. And that babes is priceless. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so true. Um, Well, I guess maybe one more other question. What do you like to do outside your business that keeps you grounded? What a beautiful question. I love that. Um, Well, being the Virgo that I am, 
staying grounded or trying to create some grounding practices in my day is so important to me because I always say, um, if you've worked with me and I know Ash, you've heard me say this a million times as well, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So it's my job to feel good and fill my cup up at the beginning of each day. And I'm really lucky where I live is across the road from the ocean. So um, if I've had quite a mentally challenging day or if I've had a lot of I always make it a priority to go and jump in the ocean and get my head under that water, which just makes me feel like an entirely new person. Um, I've been a little bit bougie this year with all of the restrictions, um, and I wanted to make sure that I had tools that are accessible to me that help me to stay grounded if for any reason we were to go back into lockdown. So I purchased a Pilates reformer and a sauna um, and I try to move energy through my body. Um, I try to detox anything that may be lingering around, energetically speaking. Um, I do things like a gratitude practice every morning and like things like reading. Um, all of those times where I connect with myself and go inwards, I find is a really great way to, whether you use the word grounding or I sometimes use the word anchoring, it just helps me to feel more present and more mindful in the moment. But I have practices that I do every single day. I'm a complete geek when it comes to all things health and well-being, and um, I make sure I check everything off my list before my workday even begins. Uh, I love that so much. Nice. It's nice to live your role as well too. You do a lot of, you know, connection with the mind, body, spirit. So it's so nice to hear that you are also, you know, keeping that in your personal life to be able to help you. You probably use a lot of energy and you need to be able to protect that and restore that as well. So I think that's beautiful as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ash, for collaborating with me on this episode. And if you loved tuning in to Ashley's sweet, magical Pisces soul, you can connect with her as her handle is linked in the show notes below. And I'm super excited for you to be able to tune in to the final episode in this series and I'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.